Hot Takes or Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup of Jerry Seiner Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. Time for the question of the day. The Suns beat the Sixers to go 2-0 on their eastern swing and keep the pressure on the Jazz. Are they forcing the Jazz to abandon any ideas of resting players? Short answer, no. Correct answer, yes. <laughs> well, I think you make an assumption at the start of it the Jazz are, uh, are going to spend a lot of time resting players. Maybe in back-to-backs. So we'll have to see when we get to these last two back-to-backs. But I just don't think, you know, they, they got two days off now. They didn't rest anybody last night with two days off. I don't think they're going to rest anybody Saturday. And when they get to a back-to-back, if Donovan's not back, and if Conley is out, I can see maybe they would. And would that force them, would the standings force them to keep Gobert in the lineup? Uh, I'm just, maybe, but I'm not convinced Donovan won't be back, at which point that's where you could say, okay, they just can't afford to. But we're getting to May 1st. They can't. We can be wherever. We can be whatever date you want. If they want the number one seed, they can't rest, guys. Well, are you sure the Suns are going to keep this up on their eastern swing? I mean, they're just going to sweep through this thing? I don't know how much about it is the Suns. I think it's their opponents who keep resting guys. Well, that doesn't hurt. It helps extremely. <laughs> right. No Simmons. <laughs> I mean, Thank you. And Curry and Harris. That's three starters, right? I double-checked the box score, but I watched the game, and I don't remember Harris being in there. I didn't look at the box score this morning. I looked at it last night. So unless my mind slips between uh, now and last night, that's three starters uh, that they they had out. And you're like, what the freak here, man? And obviously Simmons is a high-profile guy. Uh, they they were fortunate in that um, uh, Anthony the other night had a leg cramp uh, at the towards the end of the game, right. and so he didn't play at the end. I, I don't think it's a long-term deal. Uh, but he did cramp, and then he immediately went down on the sideline and started doing a stretching move. So I haven't followed up on it, but I think it was a cramp. So that was just a uh, a fortunate circumstance for them. They still might have won the game. Uh, they beat Milwaukee the first time they played them, and my, I'm on the record of saying I think Milwaukee's okay. They're a decent team, but I don't think they're a big-time contender. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with the teams that they play because this this resting stuff is just all over the place. It's a plague for the league, and, and I know NBA homers don't like to talk about it, but nevertheless, i I, I got to have some shred of credibility and truth here or else I bring nothing to the employer, and I think it's a problem. So I, it looks like it's not really about the Suns, it's about their opponents. And the Suns are a good team, though. You can't deny that they're a good team. I mean, Devin Booker was having an awful shooting night, and he hit a really, really tough fadeaway jumper with the shot clock. Just, man, it's very few players can make that type of shot to give them the cushion that they needed because the Sixers hit a couple of late threes to bring it close, to bring it a one-possession game. And at that time, uh, that, that could have helped them lose the game. So the Suns are a good team for sure. I think they've proven that. But it looks like to me that they're going to continue to win. And so if the Jazz want the number one seed, they're going to have to do it. I don't know that they need the number one seed. You can debate the merits of wanting to have the number one seed. But it looks like they're going to have to play their guys if they want the number one seed. Plus they've got 
They still have a game left with Phoenix, right, next week? They do. April 30th. What is that? That's is that like a Friday? week from tomorrow. It's a week from tomorrow, yeah. A Friday night game. Yeah, that'll be fun. And that's down in Phoenix, and the Suns' uh, fans down there are starting to gather some momentum, obviously. I got my sister texting me after Suns games, and she had – I've told you about it, and you brought up a good point. You know, she's a Suns fan, but I said she's kind of gone uh, dark with them, and you said, well, that's because they forced her to go dark. And mm-hmm. you're right. They've been bad for so many years. For a franchise, that was pretty doggone good as far they really as – Winning a number of games, they hadn't won the title, obviously, but they were still a lot of, very consistent with the winning. A lot of fifty-win seasons, a yeah. lot of times where they won a playoff series or two. I mean, they were like yeah. the Jazz; they'd been to two NBA Finals, they hadn't won them. Uh, they'd had to rebuild, but they'd never spent a long time rebuilding. And then this last decade, I mean, just completely Ooh. different than everything that came before in their history. It was awful. Yeah, it was Sacramento Clipper like. Uh, in, the, in those two, maybe war, warrior like warriors were good, and then went through a fourteen fifteen year spell where they weren't. Uh, but the Clippers are in a good spell right now. Sacramento, we know their history of they had a good few years, and then they sucked again, and still it sucked. So people are rallying. So that's going to be a big game there, uh, as far as that goes. Uh, I just think that the Jazz they're going to have to make a decision. Do we do we really want the number one seed and at what cost do we want? And they probably obviously they've already had these discussions and they've looked ahead. I'm not so worried about Gobert at twenty seven. It's the guys over thirty. You know, how do you want them? Joe's playing big minutes, obviously Conley and Bogdanovich. Those are my three guys. I think Gobert, uh, because of the fact that he has that week off, as you've mentioned, from mm-hmm. the end of the regular season, the start of the postseason at 27 years of age he ought to be able to be fine Uh, so I don't know that you really need to rest him you may just keep him out just for odds of injury prevention I guess that's a possibility or maybe he does have something that's nagging him they don't really like to talk about it Uh, but Quinn said he did yeah okay so that's that's something to I just think you go case by case like Conley I believe, will not play in back-to-backs, regardless of what the standings say, because they want Mike Conley and his hamstrings to be healthy for the playoffs. So I think regardless of what it means for the Suns and the number 1 seed, Conley will rest. I also think now that Mitchell's missing this time, he will not rest. He's essentially getting his rest during this injury. So I think He's 24 years old. Right. What rest does he need? Exactly. And and he's going to be out a week or two. He's not going to need to take more games off. He's going to have that other week coming up. So the situation is dictating it. The situation is. That's why I'm like, well, short answer, no. Uh, Conley, yes. Conley will rest, I believe. Um, Donovan will not. Joe wants to play, so I think he probably doesn't. It doesn't go- matter whether they want to play or not. Everybody wants to play. You're insinuating that the other guys don't want to play once you say Joe wants to play. Joe, I'm going back to the bubble last year. Even in the games when they were resting people, Joe played like, uh, well, I think, like 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah, you know, he still had the streak at that point. Maybe they're keeping that going. I don't know what they were yeah, doing. Yeah. But the other guy sat and he didn't. So it's kind of like, okay, Joe really wants to play. And maybe it was some guys the out there. That, that's and that's true too. <laughs> so I think it comes down to uh Gobert and, you know, Royce. I think the others you can kind of predict, and the answer isn't the same for the other guys. But, you know, will they give Gobert and Royce another night off and a back to back? 
And and Royce is an interesting case study because he's young too. What's he, twenty seven? But he works like a dog out there, man. Yeah, I know. Having right? to guard guys and having to uh, for his rebounding mm-hmm. for not being that tall of an NBA player. He's tall for a guy on the street, obviously. But his rebounding is very, very important to the team, guarding the guys that he guards and expecting to have some left on offense. So even though he's a younger player, uh, I can see giving him some rest to make sure he's 100%. He's a vital player for this team. And you know, a lot of stuff that's not box score showable uh, that he does that helps the team win. There's no question about that. Very, very valuable. And so they may want to consider that. As far as that goes, I could understand that because he ought to be really tired after most games because it seems like he has the most uh, – he gives the most in terms of having to guard somebody, and then he really can't take off on offense. It's not like he's an integral part of the offense. but And it's not like completely – well, anything he gives you is icing on the cake. I don't think that either uh, because he needs to make shots when appropriate. You can't just – Ricky Rubio him and not guard him whatsoever in the postseason. That's not going to work. So I can see where they would want to give them give him rest. But I still think they have to make a decision. How bad do they want that number one seed? He's a 37% three-point shooter this year, which is good. It's not great. I think you got to get to 40 before you really get fired up about it. But at 37%, you really can't afford to leave him as, a, as an opponent. Yeah, we'll be interested to see how much time they uh, they give him off. I mean, he's uh, he's the same age as Gobert, so I guess right. he'll. Uh, I, I think he has his birthday during the playoffs. He's a June birthday, so he'll turn twenty eight. But points the same. Yeah, and he expends a lot of energy each game. Big time, big time. He's always chasing around an elite offensive player, usually the best one. And that on the perimeter, then he's got to go back to rebound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's and playing he, the full court. He had thirteen. He got a shout out from Quinn in the post game. He had thirteen rebounds last night. Right. Yeah, that's awesome for his size. Yep. And and it and, they, and they're not a real really tall team outside of Gobert. Bogdanovich is tall, but he's not a rebounder. <laughs> so you know you yeah. need somebody else. And O'Neal has filled that void, and he's filled it very well. So the issue of rest will be case-by-case case throughout the roster, and then how much will it be impacted by the standings? Oh, I think significantly, don't you? If the Suns suddenly start losing, which doesn't seem likely... No, but the thing is they don't need to lose a lot. Like, two losses would change this race dramatically. And if one of them, if the Jazz win in Phoenix, I mean, that's a two-game swing on April 30th, then... That gives them a lot of cushion. Sure, but they're zero two against these guys this year. Yeah, they may not. It's hard to beat a team three times. It's more a playoff thing than a regular season team, regular season thing. Uh, yeah, I don't buy any of that. I think it's hard to beat a team, the team you're playing right then and there, not what happened in December. Uh, I, don't, I just don't see where that has any bearing. But the Suns, it seems like they've made a commitment because Chris Paul hasn't rested. And he's 35 years old. And it seems like they're making a commitment to win as many games as they could possibly win. Right? That's, it seems like just watching okay, them so, from a distance. So here's a question for you, and people can hit us up on uh, this. Do you think the one seed is that big an advantage? Now, obviously, you'd have home court in Game 7 if the Jazz and Suns square off, but are they both going to make it through the second round? Are they going to knock off the Lakers and the Clippers, or 
the Nuggets and the Clippers, you know, whoever it is that they match up with. Are yeah, but I don't both... think they're competing against the Suns, though. Or exclusively competing against the Suns. Think the Clippers still have a shot at the top spot? Yes. yes. Clippers could catch, if the Suns, you know, lose to the Knicks, we've got a long winning streak here. Uh, Boston's up and down. You know, I, I, the Suns are playing well, but, you know, it was just three games ago that they lost to the Spurs. It was a total head-scratcher. It was just complete head-scratcher. And so, if they drop a couple games, Phoenix is, I mean, yes, they're only a game and a half behind the Jazz, but they're only a game and a half in front of the Clippers. Okay, and it was a head-scratcher that the Jazz lost to the Wizards. Yep. Go back and forth, and and I just think that two, uh, you, you have to make a decision. What do you want? And it's not just the seventh game that you're talking about. It's where do you want to be in the bracket? And, who do you want to play, and who do you want to avoid? You think you got a great matchup? You think you got an awful uh, matchup? Yeah, I don't know that they think there's uh, an awful matchup there. It's I would go more along more difficult matchup. Uh, what their line of thinking is there, and of course they'll never speak publicly on that, nor would I expect them uh, to. And, Not, neither you know, the Jazz, nor the Suns, nor the Clippers. Well, no one's going to say yeah. that. We want to be on this side of the bracket because we think Team XYZ is easier. Yeah, I mean, you just can't say that because then that just fires up pro, that team and makes it yeah, harder. And I and I think that that's a little overstated at the pro ranks, but it's still there. I think that's more of a college thing, uh, but definitely it's it's there. So why do it? Uh, and also, too, uh, you know, which, which teams uh, maybe do you think that you can beat in six or five that will allow you to have rest to go to the next round to be prepared? You know, because that yep. was that one year with the Jazz, they uh, who they play. Somebody was a hard fought series. Was it Denver? And then they had to go to Seattle. 48 hours later, and they basically gave him a game mm-hmm. in a series, if I remember, went seven. seven. The Jazz, yep. they were gassed, and so they basically gave him a game. Uh, so Look the, at you. Wow. Suns, way into the member banks. Yeah, I can't remember the year very well. They played but the, a seven-gamer with the Sonics. Uh, I don't remember who they played the series before. I thought it was Was San it and Denver? And they went but uh, maybe. seven games, Denver, after they had a 3-1 lead or 3-0 lead, and Denver won 3 that, I think, yeah, anyway. Uh, so the, the, the Sonics basically only had to win three. I, so all that stuff factors in. I do think when you get the home court, uh, if you're the higher seed in the series, the chance to get out of there in five and have three or four days off is underrated. And right. if you're the if you have the home court advantage, all you have to do win your home games and split games three and four on the road, and you're done in five, and you are yeah, out of yeah. there. And so it's not even as game seven that you're worried about. No, it's what the scenario yep. you just said. Yeah. And I think for a team that hasn't a lot of, had a lot of playoff success, the Jazz have won what two playoff series in a decade. Um, Conley's won more because he was with another team, obviously. Um, but I think that also the ability to play at home and have a better chance of winning those first two games and feeling better about yourself. Yeah. You know, like, hey, we're up 2-0. We're doing well. I know the series doesn't start, Pat Riley, until you oh, win on the road. That's a bunch of crap. The series <laughs> starts game one, the first minute of game one. That never made any sense to me. That was And Riley, you know, I He hammered that. He hammered that. But it didn't make any sense. He was trying to keep his guys focused. It just never made – but it's still, it just yeah. never made any sense to me. And I hear people repeat it today, and I think it's dumb. And I think, too, you know, when you got a coaching staff and you give them two or three days where they can really hone in on an opponent, mm-hmm. the possibility of playing – Team A or Team B, I think that gives them an advantage. You want you want all that stuff. Even the Lakers, 
want that along with their tremendous talent that they have at the top of their roster. Everybody would want every possible advantage. Doesn't mean you're going to win the next series, but of course you want that. And that all goes in. I I totally agree with you that that's an underrated uh, line of thinking to win two home games and do what you need to do, split, come home, win game five, and and you're done. done. Absolutely. I think that's a big, big deal. Four days off, and, and guys do have injuries, whether they fell and hurt their wrist or, you know, they caught an elbow somewhere or they've sprained, you know. And that's more likely in the yeah. postseason because it's way more physical, way mm-hmm. more intense. All those things that factor into it. That's well, an excellent point you bring up. Thank you. Thank you very much. DJ and PK, a lot of your reaction. We got a lot from you coming up. We will get to that next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Zero Res. When I get the carpets and tile cleaned, it's never just clean. It's Zero Res clean, and I won't have it any other way. $33 per room clean. Carpenter tile, April only. You deserve the best. You deserve Zero Res. Schedule with Zero Res today. Call them at 801-288-9376 or schedule online by searching for Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. Question of the day. Suns beat the Sixers to go 2-0 on their Eastern swing, keep the pressure on the Jazz. Are they forcing the Jazz to abandon any ideas of resting players? I think it's case by case. I don't think the Jazz are going to abandon anything they're doing with Mike Conley. His hamstrings are, uh, are critical to their success, and they're not going to risk him with back-to-backs, and I think he'll keep sitting back-to-back. But the Suns have nothing to do with that. They've already made that decision a long time ago. What do you mean? The Jazz have already made the decision that Conley's not playing back-to-backs. He's either uh-huh. going to rest the first one or the second one. Right. But that decision was made long before we got down the stretch run and the Suns haven't wilted or the Suns haven't faded or, get this, the Suns haven't set. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It took a while. You were all around it. You focus in on the target. Right. Bullseye. Yeah, you got to warm up the crowd, man. Exactly. You sing your best song right at the first one. <laughs> So, you know, that's the way they've already made that decision, irregardless of what the Suns are doing. These other decisions now are made with far more information, and it's totally understandable. Conley is somewhat of an, he's not injury prone, but he has a little bit of an injury history, and a hammy is a tender thing, obviously, and can go at any moment, can strain at any moment, whatever yep. you want to say there. So that that, that is completely, uh, totally understandable. And he's such a weapon that you know they haven't had in the postseason for a good while. I realize they had it last year, but he missed the, what? He missed one game. He missed two games. Well, I can't remember with the birth of his child. So they didn't even really have that entirely. So you want that entirely because this cha- this team has a chance to go to the NBA Finals. So you want to nurse that situation and do it in the appropriate manners. No question about it. And But the, everything else now is going to be made with the idea of the Suns not going away. I think regardless of whether the Suns do or don't go away, whether they lose a couple games at this Eastern trip or go home and lose to the Clippers and lose to the Jazz, I don't think they're going to rest Donovan, uh, Donovan Mitchell because he's missing a bunch of games right now. This is If he needs games off, he's getting games off. So why would you miss a twenty? Why would you rest a twenty-four-year-old? Yeah. So it comes down to, and we decided this earlier. Really, what are they going to do with Gobert, and what are they going to do with Royce O'Neal? Royce spends a lot of energy, and Gobert, Quinn kind of alluded to something that Rudy had going on, and they sat him that one game against the Lakers.
So we got a lot of reaction rolling in here. Uh, Jacob says the two seed might not be so bad this year. Rather might not be. Rather play the Clippers than play the. Uh, but first off, first round two versus seven. You don't have any idea who seven's going to be because seven is going to play eight. And at this point, there's only a half game between six and seven. You know, Dallas is seven right now, but they could move out of this playing thing. They're only a half game behind Portland. So there's so many potential opponents that is the one and two seed. You don't know who the seven and eight are going to be. You have no idea. You can't arrange for anything. You have no clue. Well, but if you're worried about that, then you're in a whole bunch right. of trouble. So then it's set. So right now, uh, the two seed, the threes, the Clippers, I, I don't think they'll drop down to four. And the Nuggets and Lakers, I think, will be four and five. I don't know what order they'll be and who will have home court, but I think they should be four and five. So would you rather be the two seed and play the Clippers, or would you rather be the one seed and get the Nuggets or the Lakers? Would I rather be punched in the face or kicked in the groin? <laughs> right. <laughs> Pick so, your poison. Yeah, I suppose I would rather have, if the Lakers are fully healthy, I'd rather have the Clippers, but it's by a hair. Yeah. And so I don't know that it really is going to matter. And I I I like the, the the Nuggets won again last night, and Portland had Damon Lillard back. Yep, he didn't shoot the ball well, but the the Nuggets are now four and zero, I think, without Jamal Murray. Uh, so good for them finding ways to win. Uh, I would like to see that Laker Denver series go seven, and obviously you want to see Denver win. Uh, from the Jazz perspective, if for another reason than if you don't win, the Lakers don't win, and LeBron finding himself uh, in, with his tweets yesterday, I suppose some people get turned off by that. And I don't really care what LeBron thinks politically. I know what he thinks every time he speaks or tweets. I already know what he's going to say, just like Steve and Greg. I mean, I, and I know what those guys are going to say. They've said it over and over and over and over and over and over again. That's their right as Americans, so so be it. But I imagine there's a lot of people that now don't want LeBron to win because of that. But it's the Lakers and all that stuff, so I get that you would want Denver to win. So at least if you don't win, that you don't have to stomach the Lakers winning again. I understand the fan. Any, anybody but the Lakers. Sure, yeah, I get, I get all that. Uh, but at the same time, and I think they're going to win. And so would I rather face them or the Clippers? Yeah, that, that's a tough situation either way. Because if Paul George, if he is does in the postseason what he's doing now, they're as legitimate as anybody. And I might even pick them to be the favorite. I think that's the kind of thing you say on radio. When push comes to shove, you're going to pick the Lakers as the favorite. Now, if the Lakers aren't healthy, then everyone will well, recalibrate. Yeah. But, 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 you, but the if will be right there when you're making the prediction. So it's not really a true prediction because you're putting a major clause in it. <laughs> So if he plays like this, they're going to win. All right. Well, that's that's looking back, and then you're covered either way. Well, right. see, he played like that. Yeah. Well, he didn't play like that. Well, see, I told you. <laughs> that's my kind of prediction, man. You can't lose. <laughs> nice. Parker says people shouldn't be resting to begin with. They get paid millions of dollars to play basketball. Big picture, I get why you say that, Parker, but I think you got to take individual stuff like Conley's hamstrings, uh, into uh, into account, but that's but, see, that's not that's really a, resting to me. Uh, and again, that depends on how you take it and how you. That's spend injury it. management, right? And Parker, if if you're more um, 
looking at guys who are younger and healthier and who are still only playing, you know, 50 or 60 games, uh, it's, it's frustrating to get all fired up for a big game, especially if you're a fan and you've spent money to go to a game. And I realize there's, you know, in some places either fewer or no fans, depending on where you go. Uh, so it's kind of a different deal this year. But it's frustrating to pay for a game and then a guy just doesn't play. And you're there to see the stars. And we got a lot. You covered this in the 7 o'clock hour. There are a lot of stars taking a lot of games off, but there's also a lot of what I think we would describe as high-end role players taking a lot of games off, too. Well, starters. Yeah, right. They're starters. Well, you went through the Sixers last night. You know, it's uh, Simmons is a star. He didn't play. and B did. Uh, but Harris didn't play. so And Seth Curry didn't play. Right. So He's not a star, but he's a starter on that team. Or he has been. If not, he's one of the first guys off the bench. But, yeah. And you're watching that game from the Jazz perspective. You're frustrated. Because you want to see the Suns drop a couple of games. Yep. And give yourself a little cushion there. Because the truth is, I think that you wouldn't mind seeing the Jazz players rest a little bit <laughs> and still take first. That's the best of the both, is that uh, they're not extended. Gru- like last night wasn't really grueling minutes anyway. Nope. nope. Uh, but you don't want them to be extended to fight for something while LeBron and AD are sipping pina coladas at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Before we begin the fourth quarter, let's take a live look at LeBron. <laughs> yeah, Man, I just thought A.D., when they took the shot at him during the Jazz-Laker game on Monday, he had a look on his face like, this is boring. I know oh, who's, sure. yeah. who's going to win this game. I yeah. just can't wait to be back out I think there. he's coming back tonight, right? Yeah, that's the that's – the, I mean, I, I hesitate to say yes for sure. Is that they were because they get That's what they're talking about. He but is they, expected to be available to play. Exactly, yeah. and I think he probably will, but I don't want to guarantee it because at 5 o'clock they can just say, nope, uh, something happened in the pregame warm-ups and we're going to be careful and we're going to hold on for one more game. You know, But, yeah, I, I, he is about ready to come back and it could happen tonight. Well, he's got to get out there at some point. Yeah, I mean, and he just looked like he was just way over all of this, you know. Jeff Hornacek, a long time ago, said, I- I'm here to play basketball. I'm not here to watch basketball. Sitting on the bench is boring. I want to play. He says, I know you can't play all 48 minutes, but the best part of the game is when you're out there playing. And AD's had to sit a long time. Yeah, I've never understood these guys who don't want to play because I don't understand that mindset because – Especially as you start to get around 30, you start to realize, this puppy, I've got way less ahead of me yep. than I have uh, behind me. And so get out there and play because it's, it's unlike anything else. I mean, you, the older you get, the more you appreciate everything. I mean, that's just a fact of life. Every, anybody can tell you that. So uh, I would think that he would want to get back out there and have fun. That's, this is, and especially when you're really, really good at it. <laughs> you'd think that uh, you'd, you'd want to do it because not that it necessarily comes easy to you, but the fact is you're super good at it, so you want to get it. So they're going to be out there. So from the Jazz perspective, I don't know that playing the Lakers is any great walk in the park. The one or two seed, I mean, I mean there's something to be said that, you know, you had the one seed. Is there anything, does that, does that mean anything? Forget about the pairings and the brackets but that you were the best team in the conference, likely to be, that would mean, best team in the league. Does, does that mean anything over a 72-game season? I think it probably depends on the player. And if that gives you a little more confidence, uh, then, yeah, it does mean something. You know, and look in there and say, we're the top dog. Everybody, everybody had injuries. We may not have had as many, which the Jazz haven't had as many, but everybody's had some. 
You know, obviously the Lakers have uh, have had a rougher rougher go with the injuries, but I think it can give you a little confidence. Absolutely. And you've come this far. Why not get it? I think there's a strong argument to be made for that. Get every little I, advantage you can, and it's not a I big deal. I think they are going to get it. I do they too. We'll get it. I do too, and I I still I may. I may have to take all of this back, but I still think the Suns are going to lose a couple games here at the end of the month. You know, and it's a good start to the road trip, and credit them for winning close games. And yeah, they've had some breaks, but there's always a little bit of luck in the mix. That's no different for them or anybody else this year or any other given year. You know, so it just if it happens, it happens. You know, because there's they, a lot in this league, there's a lot of teams that are okay. And then there's a lot of teams that aren't okay, or there's some teams that aren't okay, and there's a bunch of teams that are okay. And I believe that without a player or two, as long as it's not Gobert, <laughs> that the Jazz can beat those okay to not okay teams. So they don't even need everybody to beat those guys. Gobert is a different animal. Are you because... talking about the Houston, Minnesota, and Sacramento stretch that we're well, in Well, right certainly, now? obviously. That, you're that, th- you're talking even teams that are the 500-ish teams. Dallas, Portland. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- those types of t- – I yeah. believe that the Jazz can – they don't well, need Donovan Mitchell to beat those teams. The Jazz record when they're missing Mitchell or Conley or Ingles – is very good. I'd have to go add it up, but I, I think it's somewhere in right. like the fourteen and two range or something like that. Uh, so yeah, to your point, they have enough depth that if they lose, they don't have enough depth to replace Rudy. But with the other Nobody guys, does. they have enough depth that in the short run they can make it work. You know, if you get into the playoffs and you're missing one of those guys, I don't know that you can make it work. But in the regular season, you can. And they well, have. we're only talking about re- right. regular and season right now. Yeah, and then they almost did it against Denver last year. Yep, and and in did Conley miss one or two games? I mean, at I that think, point they're missing two of their five. I think he missed two, but I'd have to go back and look. So I'm do not I. Sure. And they pushed it to seven. Bogey plays zero, and Conley plays five. Uh, that's not bad. That that's showing you that they have some depth there, and the depth is basically the same. And I think that even though the players are the same, I think they have more depth this year. Uh, Favors obviously is in there, and he's a difference from compared to last year. And I think Niang is a much better player now. Maybe it's not that he's better; he's just playing with more confidence. Maybe that's just it. Whatever it might be. But anyway, the point being, he's giving you much more of a contribution this year. Unless I'm misremembering. I don't think you are. Like, I think yeah. that, and I think those two things go hand in hand. You play a little better, you have more confidence. You have more confidence, you play a little better. You know, it's a whole cycle you go through. And I think if there's one thing he does now that I have more confidence in him than I used to, it's his ability yeah. when they close out on him, he thinks yeah, he's got an open three floor, and somebody yeah. throws him the ball, he puts it on the floor and goes to the hoop. And he's got, got a big body. He does. And uh, they made the point on the on the Houston broadcast, I think Thurl made it, well, he had to play a lot of four in college, so he's yeah. got confidence when he gets into the paint. Um, you know, he knows how to use his body, create a little space. Booner's always big on that. You know, how do you use your body, play the angles, and create space where there doesn't seem to be a lot. And he did that. He, he went he, yesterday against the Rockets. He drove past the hoop. And yeah, just yeah. a little head fake, and he got the guy off balance in the air, and then he flipped in a little hook over the guy. And it was a nice play. And I don't think I had the confidence in him to do that a year or two ago. You know? Yeah, he's not a high flyer by any stretch, but he's got a big body, and he's got a lot of offensive skill. Yep. So he can dribble the ball. He's never going to blow by you. 
but it's but not if he's what got you off balance because you're closing out too hard, he can go by yeah. you. So exactly, yeah, he's not. But he's not gonna blow by you. No, he can go by you. He's right. just not gonna. I'm gonna put my head right. down and just beat you to the basket. But he's crafty in that way, and he's very skilled offensively. So he's given you much more of a contribution. This is as deep a team as they've had since I can't remember when, so I'm not even going to bother to figure it out. I'll let you, let you worry about that crap because it doesn't really matter. Uh, but it, the fact is they legitimately can go nine deep and get significant contributions from each and every one of those nine guys. So I suspect that they can handle a little bit here and there if guys don't play. So maybe they could have the best of both. Maybe they can watch guys' minutes while still winning in the regular season and getting the number one seed. Well, they have rarely been this deep, and I don't, I'd have to go back and look, but I don't think the Boozer, Williams, O'Kerr, Kirilenko group was this deep. I think they were about seven deep. The last time that they had nine or ten guys you could put on the court and knew that every guy had a skill they could bring that was useful was the late 90s when they were going to the finals. That are group you, was really deep. Are you including when they were bringing Rusty LaRue off the bench? I am not including that. That was about 2002 or three, I think. So... I'm not. Those were those were good times, though. Maybe it was. They were good times. (laughs) That's when we were getting going, baby. They were good. Rusty Larue, forty-seven years old right now. Good times, man. Rusty Larue had great stories about playing basketball in Russia. They were hilarious. Rusty in Russia? Yes. Yeah, he played in Russia, and he had great stories. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, schedule adjustment. Joe Ingles is sliding back to 9 o'clock. Craig Bullerjack is sliding back to 9.30. Keep it tuned right here to 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.